Welcome everyone to the season four premiere of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's so, so amazing to have you here. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for your continued support and for continuing to make Nikolai's Kitchen a part of your listening day. Wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I do hope that you found a moment today to be kind to yourself. No matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're battling, no matter what you're going through, you have to begin by being kind to yourself. Even if it's the kindness of a moment, even if it's just something fleeting, some small good win that you had today, some small measure of success. How did you win today? Not every day is going to be the best day. Some days we're going to battle. Some days we're going to lose. Recently, I lost big. I'm going to talk to you guys about that when we get more into the positivity segment. But no matter what, the onus is on each of us to continue to fight, to get up, to dust ourselves off. To think, to breathe our way through what we're dealing with, what we're facing. Tomorrow is a brand new day. Life goes on. Life will continue. Make sure that you're doing everything that you can every day to live every day as much as you can. Today on the show, I want to talk to you about strawberry rhubarb pie. Mm. That's childhood to me. That's going back to being a kid. That's going back to just nothing like pies at the holidays. And I hadn't made a strawberry rhubarb pie maybe ever, I don't think. Really trying to think of if I have or not. I honestly can't remember, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on when I welcome you to the table and we talk about the food portion of the show. But for now, since this is the beginning of season four, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about who I am, especially those of you who aren't here. Maybe you haven't been here in a while. Maybe you haven't caught an episode in a little while and you're jumping back in because we're kicking off season four. My name is Nick Haskins, and I like to live by two simple philosophies. That's positivity and scratch-made food. Now, I do everything I can to make everything from scratch as much as I can, but I'm still learning. I'm not a chef. I've never had any formal culinary training whatsoever. Everything I've ever done in the kitchen, I have learned either by observing other people, by having other people teach me, or by teaching myself. So if you're listening to this and you wonder why I make some of the food decisions that I make, well, that's probably why. That's almost certainly why I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still trying new things. There's still so many things I haven't ever tried in my life. Like Rebecca was talking to me the other day about all this different seafood stuff. It's like, have you had this? No. Have you had this? No. Have you had this? No. Still so, so many different things, land, sea, and air that I've never eaten before that I really want to try on this show. And I really want to give it my own spin and apply my own knowledge of flavors, building all that stuff together. I'm really, really excited to continue this culinary journey into season four and beyond. I mean, this show is going to keep going. I love doing this. I love so, so much talking to you about my journey in the kitchen, but a lot of my journey in the kitchen is tied to my life. 
in the beginning, the opening part of this show, the first half of the show is the positivity segment where I talk to you guys about things that I've been struggling with, things that I've been dealing with, things that have had a profound impact or effect on me. Because the kitchen is just one part of my journey and the kitchen's therapy for me. The kitchen really does help me to grow and the kitchen really does help me to kind of shut my mind off when it's running in overdrive, things like that. And I really, really love it. But that's not my whole life. So if you tuned into this podcast just expecting a quick recipe, while I have those, those are called quick bites. Stick around for those because those are just pretty quick recipe episodes that you can get in and get out of a little bit easier. But the main episodes of the show, I'm going to talk to you about me because this is my journey. And every single thing that happens to me in that kitchen, every single thing that happens to me in real life, it's all me. Laid bare before you. Take me as you will. Judge me as you will. It's all I'm here for. And I like to think by the time we get to the end of the positivity segment that maybe we've applied a little bit of what we learned to the food, the mistakes that we've made making dishes along the way. We'll talk about it when we talk about the strawberry rhubarb pie, but yeah, it did not come out perfect. Did not come out how I expected it to come out, which kind of makes me sad. But it's all learning. It's all growing. I don't think that we can ever shut our minds off to learning. I think the most important thing that we can ever do as people is to learn. You will never grow. You will never ascend maybe is the wrong word, but that's the word I'm using. You have to always be willing to learn. There are so many people out there who have lived such vastly different lives. Every single one of you that's listening to this right now, your life is so, so different than mine could ever possibly be. I could never possibly begin to understand what it has been to live every single day of your life. So I like to think that we just, we take our time to be grateful for the things that we have, for the life that we have, and to celebrate all of the little victories and to remember the bad things that happened. This show is not about toxic positivity. This show is about recognizing negative behaviors, recognizing negative emotions, and not ignoring them, not avoiding them, because you can't. You cannot bury it down no matter how hard you ever try, I promise you. You cannot bury down bad emotion forever. It will manifest and it will erupt and it will explode no matter what you do. So face it down. That's what I love to do is stare it in the eye, but not let it win. It's a good segue into the positivity segment of the show because I had a rough go of it in the off season here. I've checked in here and there in a few quick bites recently. I took that what month off after live stream for the cure, which was such a fantastic, fantastic event. But over the past like week and a half, I've gotten in here really tough into my head. It's been bad. It's been like really, really, really bad. 
And I don't know if you're the kind of person like I am, but like when I start going at myself, I'm, I've got the gloves off and I am swinging as hard as I can. I'm swinging for that knockout blow every single time I pull back that fist. God, you loser. God, you're not ever going to go anywhere in life, are you? You're not ever going to do anything in life, are you? You're never going to make your dreams come true. You're never going to do the things that you want to do because you're lazy, because you won't do them. You want a better job? Yeah, well, good luck with that because you're never going to get one. That's been not most recently, you know, like over the past few days, I've been pretty fine. I kind of bounced back, but there was a good week, a little bit more maybe, where I was just... God, it was, it was hard. It was hard. Like I just, I got to that point of, of just thinking to myself, like I'm struggling so hard and all I want to do is survive every day, the absolute best that I can, but I want to continue to grow as a person. I want to continue to grow in a career. I want to continue to improve on all of the things that I do, be it content creation, be it cooking, be it being in a relationship, be it anything. I want to be better than I am. And on those days when I have those thoughts, like when I'm frustrated by work and it's like, you're still doing this thing. After all these years, you're still doing this thing and you're still at this pay grade. What a loser. Maybe you're not worth promoting. Maybe you're not worth giving that little extra push to. Maybe you're not worth getting a little bit higher up there in life. Maybe, maybe you deserve to just be a hardworking drummer who landed in the ash can with all the rest of them. That's death of a salesman. You can resign yourself to your fate. If you're trapped and miserable, and this doesn't apply to, this applies to literally anything and everything, but if you're unhappy with some aspect of your life, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What is the sign that you're waiting for? What is the event that needs to occur? What is the thing that needs to happen for you to finally stand up for you to finally take ownership for you to finally say no more of this? Because I can sit here every day and I can be miserable and I can be upset and I can hate myself for where I still am in life and for the things that I still haven't done in life as I'm knocking on the door of 42 in a few weeks here. And I can continue to be upset and I can continue to be frustrated with that. Or I can breathe and I can map out maybe in my mind, or maybe if you're somebody who needs to put it down in front of you and make an actual plan, make that plan. What's the first step that you need to take to get out of this rut that you're in? If you're miserable about something for me, a big one is work. I am so, I am so over my day job. It has frustrated me to beyond the point of, of, of preservation. I work hard and I enjoy what I do, you know, at least some of what I do. And I enjoy the company that I work for and I enjoy the people that I work for. But at some point I closed my eyes and when I opened them again, it was 10 years later and I'm still at entry level for 
lack of a better description. Sure, my knowledge is much higher. Sure, I've learned much more. Sure, I've done so, so, so much more. But my pay grade hasn't changed. I can't, no matter what I attempt, seem to get a different position. Can't seem to get out of this position. Can't seem to be able to climb that ladder to do just a little bit better. To make life just a little bit better. So what's the solution? To sit, to be angry, to be frustrated, to isolate myself, to hide myself away, to bury myself in my shame because I'm ashamed of what I've allowed myself to become. What am I doing with this pen here in my hand when the whole world is out there waiting for me? The minute that I say I know who I am, death of a salesman again. Everything out there in this world is waiting for me. The minute that I say, I know who I am. Am I this person? Am I the job that I do? No, (laughs) no. Am I even this podcast, this content that you're watching or listening to right now? No, no. I'm so much more. This is a big part of who I am. And I love and I celebrate this part of it. I celebrate each and every one of you out there who is taking the time to listen to this. But this isn't my entire identity. There's so much more to me, the entirety of me. Take a moment right now and just kind of think of the entirety of you. The entire collection of your shared experiences that you've had over years and decades. That's what makes you you. That's why no one else can be you because you've gone through those experiences. You've lived through them and you're the only one that's ever lived through them all exactly the way that you have. So who and what you are is amazing. Every life is a thermodynamic miracle. That's Watchmen. Like turning air into gold, I think Dr. Manhattan says. You're amazing. And if you're not where you want to be in life, if life is holding you down, if life's got its boot on your neck and it's just pressing you down and you just feel so defeated every day, it's okay to feel defeated. It's okay to feel like you can't make it out. It's okay to feel like you're struggling. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're struggling. You don't need to suck it up. You don't need to be a man. You don't need to, 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 to not be a baby. You feel exactly what you feel and it is valid and it is real. But in that validation, when you think about who you are, when you think about what you've gone through, what you've endured, What's the next step? Where do you go from here? For me, it's start filling out applications. Start doing those cover letters. Start doing that resume. Start applying for more jobs. Because I am never going to change my station in life until and unless. Like nobody's going to walk in the door here tomorrow and just throw a job on my lap that's going to be making me more money than I'm making now and and you know that I'm going to be totally happy with and everything else it's never going to happen I know a lot of us like to think that it would happen but it won't 
if you're trapped in a, a miserable relationship, why? Ask yourself truly why. Ask yourself truly, do I not deserve to be happy? Do I not deserve to have absolutely everything that I want to have in life right here, right now, in this very moment? Do you not deserve to have the job that you want? Do you not deserve to have the love and the life that you want? What are you doing to build those? What are you doing to build that life? Sometimes you got to go out there and you got to pick up the lumber and you just got to put it together yourself. You just got to make it yourself. I'm only making that metaphor because I built a picnic table and it turned out pretty good. It actually turned out pretty good. I've got a little bit of my father in me after all. How do you get out? What's that first step for you? If there's an aspect of your life that you're not happy with, and I mean genuinely not happy with, I mean, if you wake up and you have a a pit in your stomach because of some situation in your life, be it a bad relationship, a toxic relationship, a toxic work environment, whatever it is, what action do you need to take? What is it that you have to do to get out? And then just take a deep breath. Take one step, one single step. You don't have to just do everything all at once. I mean, in some cases, maybe that is the best thing. Maybe maybe it is the best thing to just, just dump all of it. But maybe in other circumstances, you need to put a plan in place. Maybe you need to start thinking about leaving your job behind, even if you don't find another one right away. So you start saving money. You start making sure that you have a plan in place to make sure that you and anybody who might depend on you is taken care of in the interim. If it's a bad relationship, maybe you're sorting out where you're going to stay, what you're going to do, how you're going to break the news to the other person. You get one life. You get one chance to live the best life that you possibly can. Why waste a moment of it being anything but as happy as you can possibly be? Don't waste your time beating yourself up, fighting yourself, hating yourself, letting that negativity creep into your head, calling yourself a loser, saying that you're terrible, saying that you this is what you deserve. You deserve mistreatment. You deserve to be miserable. You deserve to be unhappy. You don't deserve happiness. Everybody else does, but not you. If that's a narrative that you're spinning in your head, then stop that narrative. Breathe and say, today's a bad day, but bad days are going to happen. It's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow I will make the first step toward becoming this me that I've always wanted to be. Whatever that dream is that you have, whatever that thing is that you're thinking about in your head as I've been talking about all this stuff, whatever it is, there's a step that you have to take to get there. Make the first step.
Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for spending some time here with me in Nikolai's Kitchen. If you love the show, if you like what I'm doing here, then please help me out. Go to wherever you're listening to this right now and rate and review the show five stars. It really helps me climb up and play that algorithm game. And unfortunately, as a content creator, it's a game that you have to play. I would be eternally, eternally grateful for any help that you can give me to help my message of positivity and scratch-made food to reach more people. I'm in a great mood today. We're, we're celebrating the kickoff of season four, the launch of season four of the show. There's so many amazing and different things that I want to do with this show still to come. And I'm really, really proud of the way that it has kind of continued to evolve since its inception, since even the restaurant days, since even, you know, back when Nikolai's Kitchen wasn't even a thing. So with that said, for the first time in season four, I'm going to pull out a chair for you. And I'd like you to sit here beside me and let's enjoy some strawberry rhubarb pie. You know, I'm really trying to think if I've ever actually made strawberry rhubarb pie before. I honestly don't think that I have. Now, patrons of the show will know that I did a strawberry rhubarb tart this time last year. That's over on the Patreon feed from July of last year. Patrons, I promise more bonus episodes are coming soon. It's just my life has been absolute chaos. I do apologize. I feel like I'm not I'm not really delivering everything that I should be to the patrons. I've still got spring and summer rewards. I've got to get out to the patrons yet. It's not even spring anymore. I'm so, so sorry. Like my life just, it, it's just chaos. Like it's just absolute chaos. And my work situation has changed a bit. So, you know, it's, it's a lot more complicated now than it, than it was before. So I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm really, really doing my best, but I'm really sorry if I've let anybody down. But I did make a strawberry rhubarb tart. That turned out absolutely fantastic. I really, really used to love having strawberry rhubarb pie as a kid. My mother used to make an absolutely just mean strawberry rhubarb pie that was just absolutely fantastic. And... I just kind of decided to wing this together based on my knowledge of making the tart. Like I've, I've done like strawberry rhubarb things before where I've like cooked them together, made like a strawberry rhubarb compote before, made a strawberry rhubarb jam before. But I honest to God, I don't think I've ever actually tried to replicate and have a pie like I'd had so many times in my childhood. And I really love strawberry rhubarb. That combination, that beautiful combination of tart and sweet is, is to die for. And I'll tell you this from the jump, like before we even jump into the recipe proper here, a proper strawberry rhubarb pie. And this is me, just my opinion. You know, if you like different strawberry rhubarb pie a different way, that's, that's on you. But to me, the point of the rhubarb is because you want that tart sweet contrast. I've tasted some strawberry rhubarb pies before where they're sugar bombs. There's so much sugar in them because whoever made it was like, okay, it's strawberry rhubarb, but I don't want it to be tart. So I'm just going to dump a, so much sugar into it. It's going to drown out any of that rhubarb. And to me, the rhubarb is the whole point. To me, that tartness, that interplay between sweet and tart is the point. Absolutely, absolutely love that about a strawberry rhubarb pie. When I made that tart, that's what it turned out as. So I took my pie crust recipe and I took a streusel topping, but instead of doing all purpose flour, I decided what if, you know, this is strawberry. What if I decided to go a little nutty with this and get some almond flour in there? So I decided to make the streusel topping with all light brown sugar and almond flour. And it just, 
adds this beautiful, beautiful note of nuttiness. So this pie didn't turn out the best. And, you know, in kind of doing some reading and thinking and talking to people after the fact here, I think I know why. But let's share a bite of this together here. Right away, the first thing that you get in that is that exceptional nuttiness in that streusel topping. It really, really complements the strawberry extremely, extremely well. Like you can just do a streusel topping with just all-purpose flour as well. That's fine. But why not, why not spice it up a little bit, for lack of a better term? Why not add a little something extra right there on the top? I kind of love that texture because almond flour is a little bit more mealy. Like it's not as fine as regular flour. So it's a little bit more nutty and a little bit more mealy than you would normally get. And then you get to the bite of that strawberry. Now, basically, I just removed the, the, the center, like poked a straw through. And I don't know. Tell me if you have a better method for doing strawberries than this, because for the longest time, I always used to cut them. And then I just started using a straw and just poking it right up through the middle and you know, boop, it, it like without fail, most of the time it just pops the top right off of them. And it's really, really nice. But I just quartered them after that. I had about five cups of strawberries. I did three cups of rhubarb. Now I chopped the rhubarb. It was smaller than the strawberries. Usually I go for like a size consistency, but I know rhubarb can be kind of finicky. So I chopped it so it was a little bit smaller. And I decided to take a couple tablespoons of white sugar and just toss all this into a bowl, toss it all together and throw it in the fridge earlier in the day before I prepared the pie, just to let all of that liquid, like a lot of the juice start to sweat out of both of them. And I mean, I was probably in the fridge or something like that for 12 hours. And then I put this whole thing together, made the dough. So th this is the first time now when I make pie crust, I freeze the shortening, I freeze the butter because I want it to be as cold as possible, as long as possible. And the most important thing to, to know when you make pie crust like this is don't touch it with your hands. Don't touch it with your hands because your hands are warmer. They're going to melt that butter. They're going to melt that shortening and you're going to lose that beautiful flakiness that you're going to get in a pie crust otherwise. But I made it in a food processor, which I've never done. I'm just going to try a little bit more of it here just to kind of get a little bit more of the texture of this dough. Oh, there is this, this beautiful flaky, nutty symphony uh, of flavor and texture going on with that crust that is just absolutely to die for. But the biggest problem I think I ran into with this, and I baked it for pretty much the same amount of time as I baked that tart, which again turned out absolutely fantastic, but I don't know if it was the volume of stuff in here or what had happened, but some, and I say that very, very specific caveat, some of the rhubarb is not tender. The closer you get to the middle of the pie, the tougher it becomes. And in rhubarb, when it's not cooked all the way through, like it has a, a pretty fibrous texture. And compared to the rest of the pie, like the strawberries just melt in your mouth, like it's a bit challenging texturally. Like I still think the flavor, the flavor of everything together is magnificent. You'll notice in the recipe instructions for this, only two tablespoons of dark, or I'm sorry, light brown sugar go into the filling of this pie. Don't add more than that because strawberries are so sweet on their own. They're going to play really, really well in there with that rhubarb. Cause so I did 10 minutes at 450 and then dropped it to 350 for another 35 minutes. So that's a total bake time of 45 minutes, but I'm willing to bet it probably needed between 55 and 60. Just judging by how still like kind of tough and fibrous that rhubarb is toward the end. Another thing that's kind of frustrating about this pie is in the recipe instructions, I have three tablespoons of cornstarch in there. And usually when I make a berry pie, like especially because I sweated some liquid out beforehand, 
and I chucked in three tablespoons of cornstarch into this filling. I really, really expected this thing to set up pretty nicely because especially when I served this today, it wasn't hot out of the oven or anything. I made it last night and it got chucked in the refrigerator, so it was cold, but it was still a little soupy. It was still just a little bit soupy, which is another reason why I think another 10 minutes in the oven probably would have cooked off that additional liquid. And it really would have gotten this soft to a place where it really needed to be. I wish I knew more, but I'm going to amend the recipe. So when the recipe actually goes live with the episode, it'll include those amendments in terms of time, because I know it was simply a time thing. I don't think like from a lot of what I've read, you don't need. And, and every time I've ever cooked with rhubarb, like I said, that tart that I made last year didn't need to pre-cook it at all. There's nothing I can do about it now. It's on a plate and it's sitting in front of me. So if you're somebody who's more familiar with making strawberry rhubarb pies and you're hearing everything I'm saying, and it's like, Nick, duh, smacks forehead. You just needed to do this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure there's something I missed. I'm sure there's something that I didn't do, some easy thing that I just didn't catch when I was preparing everything here. And that's frustrating. But you know what? For it to still taste as good as it does, even if some of that rhubarb, and it's like it's, it's not really a problem for me. Like I can I can get through the texture of it. Enough of it is cooked well enough that I don't really care. And like I said, the taste, the flavor of that filling in there is it, it's so perfect. I can live with it. But after a capper of the deviled eggs that I had, after a capper of the chicken that I brined, and then I made this beautiful herb citrus dressing, basted it on there a couple times while it was slow roasting over charcoal, soaked wood chips and bourbon, and just let that thing slow, slow roast over charcoal. I mean, it was an amazing food day. Like, it was a really, really amazing food day. So... It's not perfect, but the good thing is like, it's not soup. And, and I think that's the most important thing to distinguish here. I don't want to, I don't want to be too hard on myself. It's not soup. Like if it were soup and it were like, you know, you, like you try to even scoop it out of there, like it all falls off of the, off of, off of the pie scooper or something, then that would be a problem. That'd be a little bit of an issue, but no, it, it all still came out as like a solid piece. It's just. You know, there's still a little bit too much juice for my liking inside of the pan. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet you give this 10 minutes at 450 and then 45 minutes at 350. Turn that bake time up another 10 minutes. I'm really willing to bet that this would have gotten exactly, exactly where it needs to be. All in all, at the end of the day, it's still one heck of a pie. What I wouldn't give to share some slices of this pie with you. Check out the recipe in the show notes. Make this pie if you never have. It's, it's going to change your life. And I promise you, like you can omit the sugar altogether from the filling. You don't need the sugar at all in the filling. The, there's more than enough in that streusel topping that's really, really going to set this thing alive for you. And the strawberries, they have enough sweetness in them that they're going to play perfectly against that rhubarb. I just finished this and I got to tell you, like, I wish more than anything that I could dish out slice after slice after slice of this. And yeah, you know what? Maybe the rhubarb wouldn't be the best and maybe it'd be a little bit runny, but I don't think anybody would complain and say that it wasn't a perfect cap to a perfect day. That's going to do it for the season four premiere of Nikolai's Kitchen. Thank you so, so much for being here. 
It means the entire world to me. All of you listening, wherever you are, whenever you are, I appreciate you so much. My gratitude for you is endless. I want to thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.